Good morning, day or night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Survive and Drive podcast. Today, we are discussing driver looks. This is your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. Now. So, Alex, you want to introduce our guest host today? Yeah, so as we talked about a few episodes ago, one of our special episodes we are doing is with Tessa Ullman, and she will be joining us for the Hottest Drivers episode. So this is the first guest we've ever had on the show, so big deal. Congrats, Tessa, on being the first guest. But uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell, tell us a little about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Tessa Ullman, and I work with Alex and Tyler. I'm so excited to be on this podcast today. And just to let everyone know that I know nothing about F1 racing or anyone, so I'll have a super unbiased opinion on the looks today. Yeah, so as you guys can see, Tessa is as knowledgeable as it gets about Formula One. She's deep into the races, never misses a race. You know, she knew all the drivers before coming in today and who they were and everything. So she should have been a nail on all these all these uh, different opinions that she has. So how today's going to work is we're going to start with going through our top three hottest drivers uh, for each of us. And then we will pick, which is, is kind of mean, but we will pick who we think the ugliest driver is. And then we will be doing the top two teams in terms of looks, so combine the two drivers together. And then we'll be doing the top three most fashionable drivers in the paddock. So this is disregarding our you know, opinions on their looks just on the fashion itself that they wear. And then finally, to wrap everything up, we're going to do a snake draft. Uh, this actually works out perfectly because we have 21 drivers this year since Nico Hulkenberg filled in. We're doing a snake draft, seven rounds, and then we will be putting the teams on Twitter and Instagram and letting the fans vote on who they think picked the hottest team. Yeah, should be a good one today, so uh, we'll get right into it, and maybe we'll have Tessa start off with our uh, with her top three hottest drivers. Yeah, so just to let everyone know, I might totally butcher these names while I go through these, but my third choice is... Lance Stroll. Wow. Wow, Lance Stroll. That's a wild card. I did not see that one coming. I'm not going to lie. He gives me old Taylor Lautner vibes from... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why. Taylor Lautner, you're a big Taylor Lautner guy. Yeah. Okay. And I like the bushy eyebrows a lot. Okay, that's interesting. I did not think bushy eyebrows and Lance Stroll would be, you know, two things that would be what would get you. But that's good to know that that's your third, third hottest. What do you think his nationality is? Greek. <laughs> that would be totally away from the truth. Lance Stroll is Canadian. What? Yes, Lance Stroll was from Canada. Really? Yeah. So maybe Justin Bieber vibes too. At the yeah, same Justin time. Bieber vibes as well. It makes sense. I that's that's fine. That's 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 just a shocking one for me. But I'll I'll let you continue. Go ahead and give us your number two. Okay. In second place, I put Charles Leclerc. <laughs> so it's Charles Leclerc. But that was a that was a good job. That was a good first pronunciation of the name. I'm sure that's the first time you've ever read his last name out loud. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty good. So why why is Charles your number two pick? I think it's his eyes for me. They're super kind, and also he has the biggest dimples ever, and they're just adorable. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a good looking guy. I'll agree with you there. He's got nice eyes. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, my top hottest is Carl Sainz. Carlos Sainz. That was a good one. I'm a little upset you didn't pronounce Carlos correctly because that's not an uncommon name. The Sainz one, I'll give you, but I didn't say. Uh, Carlos I would say or? Carlos Sainz. That's that's not an uncommon opinion of people to have. Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc are top two 
maybe flipped, but I, you know, I think a lot of people probably have those as their top two drivers. I think Tyler would probably, you know, somewhat agree that that's they're they're definitely up there, right? I think for sure. I think Stroll's definitely a little out of left field, but you yeah, know, to each their own. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and do mine next, and then we'll swing it over to Tyler to his top three. But great job, Tessa. That was your, that was that was good. That was good work there. So for me, I'll start with number three. I have Charles number three for me. Uh, very kind eyes, as Tessa said. That some of the kindest eyes in the paddock. Just a good-looking guy, right? Just a good-looking guy. He's kind of got, you know, he's from Monaco. He's got that kind of like, uh, you know, just that nice look, like fast cars, like just that that good, solid look that you're looking for, right? And then number two, I have Carlos Sainz. Uh, I think another one, as we talked about, just a really good-looking guy. I think everyone would, would agree. Looks great in suits. You know, an Arma- he had that Armani suit collection that he did with Eclair. Yeah. They looked great. So I think a solid two-three there. Kind of has my base. And then for me, I think this is – not a controversial, but I think, you know, maybe people would have uh, Carlos and Charles number one and two, but I appear number one. Uh, I think he's a sneaky, sneaky hottest guy in the paddock, and here's my reason why. I think he has great hair. The, uh, it's kind of got that messy look to it. I think he can pull it off, though, well. Yeah. Uh, and then he has by far the best jawline in the paddock. It's not even close. That thing is like a shovel. And so that, that might sound weird to some people, but I'm not talking about a snow shovel here. I'm talking about you know, like a spade or like a shovel that you use to like do some construction work, right? Like one that's more shaped like the shape of like a home base in baseball or something like that. Like just a chiseled jawline. He has like the little bit of scruff action going on where the beard's not over the top. Like you can still see it. So to me, he's the hottest driver in the paddock. Um, but I'm going to throw it over to Tyler now to do his top three. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a take. Thank you for that, Alex. Uh, interesting description. I, I think, you know, I kind of agree with you on Gasly there. He's definitely up there for me, but just barely missed my top three there. I, I think for some reason he doesn't look as good as in pictures as he does, like, you know, naturally on TV. I think a lot of the drivers have kind of the same, the same kind of thing. I agree. When you look up pictures, it's like, man, this guy looked like more of an athlete when he was walking around. But yeah. anyway, I'll start off my top three with uh, my third, my third hottest driver, which is uh, Carlos Sainz. Uh, I think... You know, Tessa hit it right on the head. He's he kind of you know his hair helps him out. He he just looks good in most pictures, and uh, you know he's got it down pretty well. Um, my next is is Perez. Uh, I think he's you know he's a little on the older side, but he pulls it off well. I mean, he's I agree. Data too got a great family with him, and uh, you know really just a good looking dude. Uh, and then and then to top it off, I got Charles Leclerc. I think he is just. Uh, the pinnacle of an athlete. The man looks like he should be in a rich sport, and he's in a rich sport. That's yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he uh, he plays the part pretty well and pulls it off, and uh, he tops the list for me. I would agree with that. I think I think you can kind of have them, Charles and Carlos. I think most people would have him in their in their top three probably. Yeah. But I do think in terms of like fitting the sport of F one, like there's no one looks wise that fits it better than Charles. Like I yeah. just everything about him like screams. Formula One driver. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so now we're going to move into the meanest part of today's show, which is our ugliest driver or drivers. I know Tyler said he might have multiple. Uh, Tessa might have multiple, but I just have one specifically. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with my one. Uh, and there's a really particular reason why. And he would not have fallen on this list in the past. So this is just current. This is not looking to- in total over the whole career, just this, this year specifically. All right. So to me, the ugliest driver is Sebastian Vettel. Okay. And here is why. He needs to take a pair of giant gardening scissors and just cut his hair all the way back to what it used to be. 
it is I don't know what he's going with here. I don't know what the, I don't know what the look is. I don't I don't understand it. I don't I mean, I just don't I don't get it, right? It's just there's no he's not going for the messy look because like it's beyond that. It's just all over the place and it's way too long. I think he used to look good with like the where he had kind of like the spiked up thing going and like the yeah. kind of more like your average like male hair, male hairstyle. Uh, back when he was a Ferrari in 2019, even last year it wasn't that long. Then this offseason, I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is. He decided not to cut it. Yeah. And like it's nothing against his looks. It's just his hair is so bad that it it ruins everything for me. I'm gonna be honest. I think he pulls off the messy look a little bit better than the than the buzzed there. I think you I think, think so. Yeah, I think I think it. Works I think it's on. too messy. I think it's just too. It it's just he needs. He kind of just lets it lets it free, and it, you know it works. I think there's there's some lengths that. You know when he's letting it grow out, it was a little awkward there at the beginning. Of the that's season, what I, that's it's just awkward for me. Yeah. I think it definitely grew into him. Okay, fair now, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so I'll swing it back to Tyler now, and he'll do his ugliest or ugly multiple uglies drivers. Yeah. So my least hottest driver is, <laughs> is gonna have to be Esteban Ocon. I I can't get okay. with it, man. He is. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it plenty of times. Just a little too French. Yes, that's the take I heard from somebody. Uh, yeah. And I I tend to agree with it. He's just too French. I don't know if that, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like he's just, it's just too too French. He looks very. He's just too French. Yeah, and then I, I still can't get over the clip back with Max Verstappen, and you know he's just when Max was going at him in the yeah. while they were weighing in and stuff, and and uh, he's pointing the finger at him, wagging it. Like yeah, I think too we talked about uh, when Bottas beat him to get the podium uh, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And he had the thing where he smashed the steering wheel and yelled, no, 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 this is a joke. Like, yeah. it was the most French thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Very, very. Yeah, so so he definitely uh, rounds out the, the top 21 drivers, in my opinion. But I'll go ahead and swing it on over to our expert on hotness here, Tessa, and we'll let her give her opinion. Yeah, so I had to go with the same one Alex picked for this category, Sebastian Vettel. Um, I agree with everything that Alex said, but I just wanted to add on. His beard is not doing anything for his face shape, and it's looking a little bit patchy in these pictures. So that's, that's fair. There's nothing worse than a patchy beard, right? Like you need to, you need to style your beard a certain way. You either need to be the long beard guy or like the cleanly kept guy. But if you're gonna go cleanly kept, which is what he's kind of more going with, you can't have it be where you're missing patches here and there because it's not a full beard then. And it goes halfway down his neck. It's really weird. That's that's a fair that's a fair analysis, Tessa. That's a good analysis of Vettel there. I, I completely agree with you. All right, so that kind of rounds out our individual awards for the day. Uh, so let's hop over to we're gonna give out team awards now. And so for the hottest team, basically we're looking at it as like you know a combination of the drivers, like which is the hottest team, and you know which if I think the best way to describe this is like if you were trying to get someone not associated with F1 or has no idea about it to watch F1 and, like, you wanted to give them all the glitz and glamour about it, like, which team would you show them first? Um, so, Tessa, I'll have, you, I'll have you start with your hottest team. Go ahead and – actually, go ahead and get your second hottest team first and then go into your first. Okay, so my second hottest team was Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. Respect. Yeah, they're both pretty good looking, so – Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then obviously my top had to be Ferrari because they are both in my top one and two of the hottest. Mm-hmm. So. That makes sense. The Ferrari thing, again, is probably another consensus opinion for a lot of people. Um, I like the Mercedes pick, though. I think that's a good one. I think that um, I think that it's something that people don't appreciate as much and don't hear as much about because you hear about the Ferraris, about the McLarens, about you know Pierre Gasly and all those people. 
you know, Lewis Hamilton is a is a good looking guy. He's a fine looking gentleman. Got that older thing going on. You know, he's very fashionable. And then George Russell is also a sneaky good looking guy. So I think that's a good pick for your number two choice. I think it's just like the drives. I mean, their their off track performance is just as good as their on track performance. They they're just consistent guys. You know, yeah. keeping it within the top ten, top five maybe, and yeah, and you know, pulling together a, a pretty good. Just team there. they're reliable. It's just you're, they're always going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. And Toto can't can't hurt either Toto can't hurt Toto yeah and if we if we were doing you know team principles Toto's a great looking guy too probably the best looking team principal he's tall yeah looks clean he's got good hair yeah he's got good hair everything about him is just that's a good it's just a good solid looking team uh but yeah go ahead and Tyler and go ahead and go through your uh top two hottest teams yeah so I'll start with my second I think Mercedes is definitely up there but I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit and I think I'm gonna go with Haas I think I think Magnuson Magnuson's pretty solid. Definitely driver number one of that team, and uh, he pulls it together pretty well. And then you know Mick's a little bit of a sleeper. I think you know he's definitely middle of the pack. Definitely a baby face, but definitely he, a baby face. Yeah, he has he has some moments where he you know catches the light, gets some gets some heat going. I agree. The yeah. hair's a little questionable. I think the hair's questionable, and I think we mentioned the baby face thing. I think if you look at him in total, right, sometimes. You know, in the race suit at the right angle and stuff, you're like, that's a good-looking guy. But then when he's rocking around the paddock and he's got, you know, one of those – because he's sponsored by Under Armour. He's got one of those, like, little kid Under Armour shirts on. You're like, well, that's just a child. That's not – you know. That's fair, yeah. But I think, you know, he's a good middle, run-of-the-mill guy. I think he's pretty solid. But I think Magnuson really really bolsters He's a good-looking guy, yeah. And then – you know, to go with the hottest team, I'm obviously going to agree with Ferrari. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a opinion, pretty consensus yeah. opinion for sure. And, uh, yeah, they're definitely top of the grid in, in my order. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and just get number one out of the way. It's Ferrari. I think that would be any common sense person is going to have Ferrari as their number one overall. With having two drivers, that would probably be in the top three of most people. Just two great-looking guys, great-looking team. Really, I think they're two that just exemplify, like, what Ferrari's is. I think that – you know, the Italian, you know, like just that status, basically. Uh, for me, though, the number two team, I have McLaren. Um, maybe a little biased because they're also my favorite racing team. But I think Ricardo's got, I think Ricardo's a good looking guy. I think he's got solid hair. He's got the good little beard going on, too. And then Lando's just another good looking guy, too, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, bias might be a little bit of an understatement. I don't okay. Know, I don't think they're, I don't think they're, uh, they're the ugliest team by any means, but uh, definitely lower middle of the pack i think lando, lower middle lando lando is is solid ricardo is i guess that might be a little bit of a hot take i don't think ricardo is i think that is a hot take yeah i think he he's kind of at an awkward stage to be honest i think he's just like a he's a little bit he's a little bit of a funny he's not dude. young he's not young but he's not old either he's kind of just like in that middle yeah i think he, he tries to pull off the kind of the the funny class clown kind of, kind that's, of fair. Yeah. that's fair that's fair all right uh, so now we'll move into our last segment before the snake draft, which is the most fashionable in the paddock. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start with my number three. Uh, speaking of Ricardo, I have Ricardo at number three. Uh, and there's really one reason by this. Uh, I I guess two, uh, but the main reason is he makes great merch off the track. So I think f- for me, I looked at this fashion category as like, what do they wear mainly, but also like, what do they bring into the table, right? So Ricardo brings a lot of great merch, sells a lot of great merch. I think the concepts he does and like how he promotes them and the marketing and just like everything around it is good. He makes merch that, you know, involves racing, but like isn't just straight up like putting a race cart in a t-shirt. It's, you know, more fashionable in that sense. 
and I just like the way he dresses. It would be similar to how I would want to dress. It's more casual and not as over the top. Um, number two, I have Pierre. I think the Alfatori connection there, it being a fashion company, I think they just make great clothes. I think he always looks pretty sleek at every race. And uh, some of the suits and dress shirts he wears look nice. And just some of the different kind of quarter zips and things like that that he breaks out and pulls, I think, are always good. Uh, and then number one, and I think this is, and for me, it's an obvious answer who number one is. It's got to be Lewis Hamilton. Uh, an absolute fashion god. The dude brings outfits that I've never seen before to every race. Every race, he brings something out that is completely different than the last, completely off the wall. Um, I personally can never dress like that. Most people probably couldn't pull that off, but he pulls it off every single time, no matter how weird or different it may be. And so to me, that's he's got to be the number one. Yeah, and I think he, he rounds out his fashion sense all the time by just coming at the FIA with all of his different jewelry and everything. For sure. Because he really rocks a lot of accessories. And you know, having Roscoe following him around is a another, it doesn't hurt. Another bonus doesn't hurt. point, yeah. yeah, in his field. Yeah. So why don't I uh, pass it over to Tyler now to go ahead and go through his top three most fashionable drivers? Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and say I'm uh, also Hamilton, Gasly as a one-two. I think they're both pretty solid, and uh, like you said, Gasly with the Alfatari, yeah, you know, connection, it uh, pulls off a lot of a lot of good stuff. And then for three, I had to had to reach a little bit because I I don't really. You know, I don't follow all the drivers on social media because yeah. I, I don't follow that too much. But yeah. uh, just from what I see on, on in the paddock uh, during broadcasts and stuff, I had to go with Lawrence Barreto. I think he pulls off see, I like some, this. Uh, some, I like some this. fun stuff, and uh, he just rocks it. He owns it, and, and I love it. I like that. I like going that different direction, you know, digging whenever else is zagging. I think uh, if you don't have that third driver, like the fact that there is someone in the paddock that – you know, you think, and he does, I agree. He does have good style. I think he brings to, I think Will Buxton could be an honorable mention for the paddock too. I think he brings out some, some nicer looks, some cleaner looks. Um, I think the funniest fashion guy in the paddock has got to be Sam Collins. Cause he always wears the same pair of jeans and the same gray shirt, yep. same gray dress shirt, no matter what it could be like the raining, the race we had last year in the rain in Belgium where it's freezing cold yep. and it's raining, or it could be, uh, you know, Bahrain when it's 100 degrees or Miami yep. he's wearing that same gray dress shirt always that same the same dress black pants like the black dress pants like yeah the same shoes he's just a consistent guy but it always gets the job done for sure and I think yeah Will Buxton is solid I think he's a very down the middle straight shooter kind of guy yeah. uh but Lawrence Broto really he takes risk for sure. yeah takes yeah. risk all right and now we'll pass it over to Tessa to go through her top three yeah so how I chose my top three was I looked them all up on Instagram and Looked at their fashion through that, so might be a little... Smart move. That's a smart move. That's that's how you would get most of them, yeah. Yeah. So in my third pick is Charles. Okay. On his Instagram, he's rocking this, like, sweatpant suit jacket kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm really digging it. You're really digging it, the sweatpants with the suit. Yeah, like, comfortable, yet totally fashionable. Yeah, because most people would say if you're wearing sweatpants in a sports coat, like... There's probably you're probably going through it in life. Normally that would be the case, right? You see those guys at the casino in Vegas, they got the sweatpants on, they're comfy sitting down, and they just throw the sports jacket on to go sit at the table, right? Like normally you would think that, but Charles, I agree, he pulls it off, right? It's just a little different. Definitely pulls it off, yeah. And number two, I have Lando. On his Instagram, he's rocking a Louis Vuitton suit jacket. And yeah. it's very fashionable. Look, he's got his leg up all the way to his Yes, <laughs> yes, the, the Louis Vuitton shoot that he did was very good. That, that was very – Lando's a guy that usually sticks to a certain comfort zone with fashion, but he broke out of it there, and 
another guy that makes some good merch too but that's that's a good opinion test i like that one yeah and i also like that he's digging pink socks in that photo yeah and then obviously my top choice was also lewis hamilton okay yeah i think that's again another consensus one just like having the ferrari guys is the hottest it's he as i talked about just everything he does he pulls off somehow no matter how wild it is like this weekend before the race uh for those of you that didn't see he wore a cutoff sweater with lime green like ballooning pants and like moon shoes and like when i describe that to you that sounds like a clown outfit but like he pulled it off somehow so uh i definitely lewis a consensus one yeah, and he's got that good Tommy Hilfiger connection. And oh, yeah. And to pull out just oh, yeah. some, some awesome And outfits. I think, uh, kind of talking about Lewis, too, like beyond the, us making the jokes and, you know, talking through our favorite fashion ones, in terms of the fashion industry, like he, you know, last summer he bought a table for um, all black, dis- like a bunch of young black designers basically at the Met Gala, paid yeah. for their table so that they could be introduced to different people and kind of get their, you know, fashion lines out there. And then I know he's worked with, Tommy Hilfiger in the past to develop um, different lines of sustainable clothing. Mm-hmm. And so his goal is basically to work with Tommy Hilfiger to make 100% sustainable clothing and how it's produced. And he, the lines that he's produced and put out while being also fashionable are also pretty much 100% sustainable. So he's doing a lot of good efforts in terms of the fashion community too. Yeah. And I'll throw out an honorable mention to Sebastian Vettel for putting a lot of his, yes, uh, you know, opinions and, you know, whether they're liked or not, but he always, he's always able to, to use his platform to put out things like that and, uh, definitely pulls off whatever he's wearing during. I agree. Yeah. I think he does a great job of, of in the activism realm, showing that off and, uh, keeping it fashionable while doing it. Um, all right. So now we're going to go into probably the most fun part of the day so far. And what will probably be the most enjoyable for everybody is the snake draft. Uh, so for those of you who don't know how Snake Draft works, it goes one two three three two one one two three all the way through. Uh, luckily this year, because of uh, there being Hulkenberg having to fill in for two races, there are 21 drivers listed and three of us. So we'll each be picking seven and then putting those teams on social media for you guys to vote on, on who is the best. Uh, just so everyone is out there is no, knows about this, we have not prepared for this part of it at all. It's going to be totally off the cusp, like uh, – live there has not been like a we did not pre-make this draft or pre-do the snake draft this is all live uh as we record right now so go ahead and start um what i'm going to do first is just uh have tessa start us out being our guest let her have the number one pick uh and then tyra will go second and then i will round us out for the third pick and we will go from there so tessa who will be your first pick your one one the, the most important pick in the draft right a lot of pressure here the people, the fans, this is the one you can't screw up, the 1-1. One, one. Carlos Sainz. All right, Carlos Sainz goes off the board, number one. Uh, an expected pick, definitely I think what all of us probably would be the most consensus 1-1 one, one for everybody out there. I know a lot of people I've talked to, that's their, their hottest driver as well. So great pick to us, a great way to start us out. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go ahead and uh, your, your pick of the draft, your first pick for your team. I'm going to go with... Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. I thought that I figured that would go off the board second. That's another easy pick. Um, that leaves me for my third pick, and I'm going to get my guy. As I talked about earlier, I had Pierre number one, so I'm going to take Pierre Gasly uh, as my first pick for my team. Uh, now, as you guys know, as Snake Draft works, I get to pick again now. So for my second round pick, I will be choosing. I'm going to go with Kevin Magnuson. I think that's a sneaky, good-looking guy. I'm going to go with Kevin Magnuson as my as – my, uh, that's my second round pick here. Yeah, not a bad choice. I will go ahead and I will take 
Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez, that was a good, that's a good pick. Your favorite driver, for your personal favorite driver, glad you get him on your team as well. Yeah, can't be mad about that. All right, Tessa, your next two picks. You get two in a row here. Okay, first I'm going to have to go with Lance Stroll, okay. obviously. Un- unbelievable. Lance Stroll, everybody, off the board in the second round. A lot of people would say that's a low-value pick. You're not getting your money's worth there. That's a lot of opinion, but to each their own, like we said, that's you know, that's a wild pick. You're that's a risky pick, but go ahead. It's a pick I'm willing to fight for. Okay. And then your next pick, your round three pick. Um, Mick Schumacher. Perfect pronunciation. Good job. Mick Schumacher off the board to start the third round. Tyler, your next pick. All right. Tessa going with some young guys there. And I will take another relatively younger driver in George Russell. Yeah, so no surprise there with Tessa taking some younger drivers for those of you that know her. But anyways, for my third round pick, I'm going to take Lewis Hamilton. You're getting the fashion. You're getting the looks. uh, You're getting the prestige of him too. So I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton for my third round pick. For my fourth round pick, I will be going with – I have to pick my guy. I I just have to. I'm going to go with Lando Norris to start it off the fourth round here. All right. Uh, I think I will take the number 21 driver in Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg. That's a great pick, Tyler. I think an underrated one. You're getting a lot of value out of him in the fourth round. A lot of people would say he could have maybe gone higher, maybe a third-round guy, but steal him in the fourth. Well done. So with my the last pick in the fourth round, I'm going to have to go with Alex Albon. Great pick. That's an awesome pick was on my big board too uh stolen from me but <laughs> just that's a that's a great pick Tessa. thank you so i guess starting off with round number five i'm gonna go with valtteri botas that was close valtteri botas that was close but out that was a nine out of ten pronunciation actually for the first time reading it and that's a good pick um i know me and tyler have fun like he 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 produces some awesome content with his with his looks and stuff we all know the pictures from the river we all know the sauna scene he just he's just a funny guy yeah definitely likes to be looked at yes from the back uh but good pick tessa i I had him queued up next uh on my board there but i think i'm gonna have to take daniel ricardo with my next daniel ricardo goes in the fifth round great pick tyler was on my board as well another steal i think in the fifth round but great job um so to close out the fifth round now i will be going with Max Verstappen as my fifth round pick to close this out. Um, I think he's another one of those guys. Decent hair. I know some people. I, he's just he's in the middle of the pack for me. Um, you're getting a lot of prestige with him too. Uh, with him, you're getting Kelly PK and all the drama with that. So I think just in terms of content wise, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Max Verstappen. It's a bold pick. It's, it's it is a bold pick, but it, uh, it's I'm gonna live with it. Um, to start out the sixth round. I will go with uh, my one of my favorite people on the grid, as you all know, Trollonzo. And here's why. Trollonzo, oldest guy on the grid. He's got that you know salt and pepper action going on. You're getting, a vet, you're getting a veteran presence on your team, right? A leader. You're getting someone who's been there before. So I'm going to go with Alonzo to start off the sixth round. Yeah, fair pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you up and uh, rival you there with, uh, with the older drivers here and take Sebastian Vettel. It's a smart move. you gotta got to have veteran presence on your team you know i wouldn't agree looks wise with it because as i talked about because of the hair but in terms of presence leadership that's being brought to your squad that's what you're looking for so we're going to swing it over to tessa now to close out the sixth round and start the seventh 
Okay, there's not many I can pick from by now, so I'm going to go with Nicholas Latifi. Nicholas Latifi. All right, so the worst driver on the grid, probably the worst driver in the past few years of Formula 1, Tessa picks for her team. And she knew that coming in. She's an avid Formula 1 watcher. She knew how bad of a driver he was, yet she still picked him. All right, Tessa, go ahead and start out the seventh round for us with your last pick. Okay, starting off with the seventh round, I'm going to have to go with Yukon. I mean, Yukon is a great pick. It's a great truck, truck all around. You're getting you know durability, things like that. No, it's actually Yuki Sonoda, Tessa, is his correct name. Uh, Yukon is a truck, but we'll, we'll let that one slide. I don't know where the end came from there, but uh, it's a solid last pick. Uh, Tyler, throw it over to you for the second to last pick of the draft. Remaining, we have Zoe and Ocon. I, as we talked about earlier, Ocon is my least favorite, so I'm going to have to go with Joe Guanyu. Joe Guanyu off the board. I knew that one was coming. There's no way you were taking Ocon. Totally fair pick. Uh, unfortunately, then, I'm left with the Frenchest man I've ever met in my entire life. I don't know if I've personally met him, but pr- Frenchest person I've ever seen in my entire life, Esteban Ocon. Definitely is not the ugliest on mine, so I can't be that upset. I, you know, I, I was afraid I was going to end up with Vettel, but didn't end up with Vettel. Ocon, not a, not a terrible pick for the seventh round, but you have to take it. So uh, that concludes our snake draft here. I'm going to go ahead and read off the teams that we have. Uh, so for our first guest ever, Miss Tessa Ullman, uh, who correctly named all drivers in this episode, uh, we have Carlos Sainz, Lance Stroll, which, again, I'm going to throw this back to Tyler here. What are your thoughts on, as we kind of dissect these teams, we'll start with Tessa's. What are your thoughts on Lance Stroll going in the second round? I, that's a deep reach right there. Looking out, looking out for a lot of upside, and uh, I don't think it's going to pan out for you. As I would agree. I think this is a, this is a wild card pick, right? Like you're looking at someone that big potential, big upside, right? Could could bring it there, but I think it's someone that's just too risky at this point in the draft. Second round, there are a lot of great picks available on the board still at this point, right? Like you have George Russell, you have Lewis Hamilton, you have Mick Schumacher, but to go with someone like Stroll, you're taking a big risk. The real question is, does he come with Daddy Stroll's money? That is an important question too, right? So Tessa, you did manage to pick both of the billionaires in the grid, yeah, right? So Nick uh, Nicholas Latifi, who was the worst driver in the grid that I mentioned to you, uh, his dad is a billionaire. Lance Stroll, also from Canada, similar to Nicholas Latifi. So Tessa likes her men young, and she likes them from Canada. And she also likes them to be sons of billionaires. So that's smart, though. That's a smart play on your part. If for some reason you ever found yourself in Canada at a club and you see Lance Stroll out, you'd know this about him, and you could tell him, I had you second on my big board. I had you number two in my draft. I took you number two. People called me crazy, but I knew. And maybe maybe something would spark. Maybe something would happen. You never know. But you picked both the billionaires. So that's a smart move. Um, going through the rest of your team here besides Latifi and Stroll, uh, and Carlos, you had Mick Schumacher. I think that's a solid third-round pick. I don't know if you agree, Tyler. I think that's just a solid, clean third-round pick. Yeah, definitely. Just getting good value there. Alex Albon, I think that's another good value pick. Um, I, I, I'm I, not so sure. You're not so sure on the fourth round? Where, what round would you put? What round grade would you give Alex Albon? I had him 20 out of 21. You had him 20 out of 21, so a seventh-round grade. I, the red hair. On a fourth-round pick. The red hair is tough. He has dyed his hair red before, which is an interesting look. It did give him some points in some cases, but... 
that you know a seventh round grade and a fourth round pick from uh, draft expert Tyler over here. Yep. That is something to think about when you're grading these drafts, right? When the expert when the draft grades come out after this weekend, and people listen to this, that's something to consider. It's what the values you're getting. Then in the fifth round we have Valtteri Bottas. I think I think that's a solid pick. I think it's actually kind of a value pick there for me. Yeah, I think, I think you know I think you could give him a fourth round grade even maybe like we talked about. Just has pictures from all angles. Yeah, definitely comes with a lot of a uh, lot of good upside. Yeah, a lot of good backside. A lot of too. good backside too. So then we have in a sixth round, as we talked about with Tifi, and in the seventh round, Tessa picked a truck, not a driver, a truck, uh, in Yukon, Sonoda, the you very know, famous truck. It's decently pricey. It's a it's an expensive truck, right? Yeah. It's an expensive truck, but to to get it in the seventh round, I don't know. I think you know it's maybe too expensive for the seventh round you might be paying that truck too much in the seventh round but to each their own um we'll run through tyler's team now kind of do a little analysis charles number one that's a clean pick good value pick there um i'm gonna you know i'm gonna ask tessa some of her thoughts on that what are your i mean good pick first round right charles leclerc yeah i was kind of going back and forth between him and yeah i think that's fair uh what about sergio Perez in the second round what are your thoughts on sergio where do you have him in your big board in my round four. Round four. So he gave him a round four grade. So a little bit of a reach for Tyler there, you think? Yeah, I definitely Okay, think so, so sorry, Tyler. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fair. That's your, that's your opinion. You had it on the board, you know. Someone as knowledgeable as you in F1, I, that's, that's I, you know, maybe that is a reach, right? What about George Russell round three? The, you know, British guy, good-looking, tall. Yeah, I think that was That was a good pick. Was. I think that's a good value pick there, I think. I think that's a good pick there, Tyler. I think you're you're getting one of your favorite drivers too. You got Perez and George, so your top two favorite drivers we talked about. It's a big play. Now here's where I think some of the best value in the draft comes. Right here's where Tyler may have may have won the draft with this one. It, we'll let the fans vote, but you know he may have won the draft with this move. Nico Hulkenberg, Hulk and Daddy, as some people would call him, in the fourth round. That is a big pick in my opinion, Tyler. What led you to pick Nico Hulkenberg in your fourth round? I mean, definitely a sweeper. You know, you don't see a lot of them, not on the grid too often. But Agreed. Uh, but when he is, he definitely stands out. And, you know, those frosted tips come in hot. The quick. frosted tips are good. I think he's, uh, you know, we saw that picture of Renault at the end of the season when they all put the frosted tip hair yeah. on for the team picture. A lot of fun. You know, he's got, he's a dad too. Just a, just a good guy. Just got a good guy, right? Yeah. Um, in the fifth round, then, we have uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Tessa, what are your thoughts on Daniel Ricciardo? Because I think Daniel Ricciardo is kind of a polarizing figure in terms of hotness, right? I think you have some people who think he's a good-looking guy, and then some people are, you know, not so much. Yeah, I chose between him and Lando before I came here today, and I picked Lando over him, so... Okay, that's fair. All right. I don't think it's a bad pick for the fifth round. I think it's appropriate he's a fifth-round guy, right? I haven't been a fifth-round grade. Um... In the sixth round, you took Sebastian Vettel. Uh, he would have been undrafted for me. Um, I would have picked six if he would have been left with me. I would have only had six people on my team. I would have. I honestly he would have, second that. Yeah, he would have had to have signed a, a pre-agent contract for like a rookie mini camp or something like that. But uh, I think overall, you know, you're getting a veterinary presence on your team. You're getting some leadership. It's good to have that, you know, on the team and stuff. So, uh, and then closing out, another underrated pick in my opinion, a value pick, Zhou Guangyu. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, if I would have, I just completely forgot he was even still on the board. I probably would have taken him with my sixth round pick. I think he's a good looking guy. He's another fashion guy too. He brings some high fashion to the paddock. Uh, he's got a lot. He brought a lot of money into F1 as well. So that would have been, you know, falling into Tess's favor there. He's a younger guy too. So 
really meets their criteria, but uh, I think that's a value pick. But, you know, that kind of closes out Tyler's draft. I think, as Tessa said, maybe a couple reaches, but I think Tyler got a lot of value out of his picks. I think you, you know, did a good job there. Uh, and then running through mine here, um, and you guys can both get your opinion on this. Got my guy number one, Pierre. I think just a solid pick. Uh, you're getting fashion. You're getting looks. Um, Kevin, who I know, I know you like that pick second round, Tyler, but I think he's a good looking guy. I think it's kind of more underrated there. I think it's, you're getting some value there in the second round, but yeah, I had him a, a little bit deeper, but I think definitely a good banker pick there. Yeah, and then you know, I think I'm probably mo- most proud of my back to back. You know, three four Lan- Hamilton Lando. I think that's just a solid third and fourth round value there. I think you're getting a lot with both of those. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely a good combo there, and. Uh... Taking a little bit of both. Yeah. Going in the fifth round, I went with Max Verstappen. I know you disagree with this a lot. I know you have certain thoughts about how you feel he looks, but... I Yeah, I mean, he looks like a fish. Okay, so a lot of people would have that opinion as well. Uh, again, I maybe even would have taken Zoe in the fifth round. I just did not even realize he was still on the board. That's that's my bad. Bad bad journal manager, you know, you got to see the whole board. Nothing you can do there. I took Max. Got to live with the decision. Uh, sixth round with Alonzo, I think just getting a veterinary presence on the team. You know, you had the with Lewis too, but getting that salt and pepper action in there, getting a guy with, he's got good hair too. I think he's got solid hair and he just kind of brings that, that more of that older man look to the team. Yeah. I think the, the Spaniards are, are pretty solid. Yeah. I think they're both good looking guys, obviously Carlos, but I think Alonzo brings a lot to the table too. Uh, and then Ocon, that's just who I was left with. Uh, not my last guy on my board near the bottom though, for sure. As we talked about. Just way too French. Just too much French going on there, but nothing we can do about it. So that kind of rounds out the draft. I think it'll be interesting to see if we put this to the people. But uh, I want to throw it back to Tessa to kind of get her thoughts on, you know, the sport of Formula One and what she thinks about it after doing this podcast. Honestly, I think I might have to start watching more just so I can see um, Carlos and Charles some more. Yeah, just them? Yeah, so I might get into it. Who so knows? would you say which what, what what team are you then? Like what is, what is I know Ferrari would be the best looking team, but like in terms of single drivers, like are you Team Carlos or you Team Charles? Like which one is your pick? Because you got to go with one. After doing this whole podcast, I'm gonna have to go with Charles. Wow. Dimples, wow. So she backs out way from her one one pick. You know that could cause a lot of drama, a lot of strife within the team when it gets out that. You wish you would have picked Charles with the number one pick. Carlos might not be happy. You might ask for a trade. Wait, which you one know, is the billionaire again? Uh, Latifi and Stroll are the billionaires. I take everything back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot of people would think Carlos might ask for a trade. You know, And at this point, unproven on the field, he hasn't played yet. These are guys are all rookies, just got drafted. I got a lot of value. You know, A lot of people could see, you know, a, a, a two, it would probably take a two or three drivers to swap that for a trade, but definitely... You know, trouble in paradise over on Team Tessa after the comments just made that she would take Charles over Carlos. Yeah. So the dimples for you. It's the dimples. Just the dimples. And the dark hair and the dimples in the eyes. See, for me, I think I think Tyler talked about it well, too. He just kind of exemplifies Formula One, and he's just got that that certain look. But, yeah, I mean, you probably should start watching some more of the races. Um, yeah. Like you talked about before, I'm just waiting for you to start the show. Um. I'd love to, for those of you guys that don't know, backstory, I told Tessa I would watch the Cheer show on Netflix if she watched Drive to Survive. Um, I've narrowed that down now to where she just needs to watch one season of Drive to Survive only. She just keeps delaying it. I wish I could watch the Cheer show. I'd love to watch the Cheer show, but there's nothing I can do. My hands are tied until you would start watching Drive to Survive. Okay, we're going to start that tonight before we go to bed. Wow, the breaking news here on the Surviving to Drive podcast. Tessa will be starting Drive to Survive tonight. 
Any final thoughts, Tyler, on the teams, how this went? Just anything, any final thoughts on hottest drivers? Uh, you know, I think it's kind of interesting how the top half of the grid and the actual standings tend to lean towards the top half of the grid and, and these standings. I don't know if that's... Uh, the answer correlation? Yeah, correlation. So bias. you think maybe the hotter you are, the better you drive? Like, do you think well, F1, is is it a look-good, feel-good sport? Like, look-good, feel-good, play-good? Or the hotter you are, the, the faster you get promoted. That's tr- that could also be true, know. right? Which way does right? it go? You know, if we look, if we, if you are, you are right though. If we look at this, uh, the draft, the upper half, upper half of our boards are people near the top, with the exception of Tessa's team. Carlos obviously near the top, right? But then you have Stroll, Mick, and Albon, guys in the bottom five or six drivers, right? Yeah. Low on points. You're getting a lot of money though with Stroll, right? You're getting billions of dollars, but. You know, the problem that people would say about your board is, is that team too young? Are they ready for the big moment? Are they, or are they too young? I don't know. It'll show. It's, it's definitely something we're excited to see. Like I said, we'll be putting these out onto Instagram, onto Twitter for you guys to vote on what your favorite teams are. Let us know. Let us know what we messed up. Let us know which our picks are bad, which were good. Let us know if you think Tessa's strategy of going with the richest team in history will work. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, but other than that, we will be back uh, with a mid-season recap. Yeah. Uh, as you know, it is summer break now. And so we will be bringing a mid-season recap. Probably a little bit maybe of a longer episode, kind of recapping everything that's happened, where we're at, what's going on, any of the silly season things going on. But definitely something to look forward to over the next coming weeks. And uh, we'll see you then. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, Tessa, I want to thank you again for uh, joining us as our first official podcast guest and doing a great job on the show today oh thank you i had so much fun bye